Welcome to Valley Talk. My guest this evening is Mario Magana, and I have just butchered his name so many times before we started recording the show, so I apologize for that, and I'll keep practicing, but meanwhile, can I just call you Mario? <laughs> uh, you can call me Mr. Magana. No, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> oh, no. Just to play around. Yeah, for sure. No, call me Mario. Yeah. Okay, uh, great. Well, for those of you who listen to Northwest Phenomenon right here on Valley Talk at 7 p.m. on Sundays, you know Mario and you know his show. I confess that I am not as familiar with it as I would like to be. I've heard great things about it. Mario, for my benefit and for the benefit of any listeners who have not listened to your show, give us a breakdown. What What's your show about? So Northwest Phenomenon uh came to fruition from uh, a sister show that's out there on, on, on one of the big affiliate radio stations locally in town. But I had an epiphany. I've only had this twice in my radio career. And Northwest Phenomenon came from like the Art Bell original days of Coast to Coast. Um, and that's, it, it like hit me like a snapshot, like that's what you should be doing. But locally to have a Northwest feel and to kind of grow it from there, we're on three different radio stations, Valley, uh, my uh, alma mater, KGRG and KOSW in Ocean Shores. So we have three affiliates that take the show and we on from week from dip week from week, the vast topics sometimes we'll cover uh, Bigfoot phenomenons or we'll talk about UFO phenomenons. Uh, the parapolic phenomenon. I don't like to call it conspiracy in regards to politics. I really like to call it parapolitics because really politics has given, you know, conspiracy is a really bad name. So I like to call it parapolitics <laughs> in regards to that, because for, for, for some of us, we're like, wait, when did, when did, when did that, this become like pop culture or mainstream media? They're always throwing out the word conspiracy in regards to politics. And that, that is vastly not the truth. Yes, there are some great conspiracies out there about politics, but really sometimes it boils down to being parapolitics in regards to that. But on a week, to, uh, from week to week, we have different guests will come on. And one of our main staples uh, at the beginning of the show is we have uh, Karis Astrology, who comes on the show every week and gives an astrological chart for everyone who's listening to the show. And we spend about five to seven minutes with her every week giving a breakdown of what's coming up for the upcoming week. And if things that we should be uh, looking out for in our, uh, in our charts. Mario, I'm not that familiar with astrology, but one of the things that I always thought was that it was uh, specific to a person. How could she do that for an entire audience? I think what she, uh, basically what we, what I've asked her to do is kind of give a breakdown for the United States, which the United States has a birth chart. And that's what she's basically basing everything off of when we're going over like the week charts. So the United States so has a, what um, July 4, 1776. I, I know that. that's correct. Yeah. She's using oh, she the, yeah, yes. Oh, okay. The birth I, I of the United States. Yes. That's what she's using when, when we're covering the charts uh, for, for, for all of us. And sometimes she'll like last week, uh, we celebrated my my birthday and we did a, a great, huge birthday show. Had some great, phenomenal guests. Uh, Mark Jacobson, who wrote um, a book called Pale Horse Rider, which is uh, focused around uh, uh, Bill Cooper, William Cooper, who wrote Behold the Pale Horse, which is one of the biggest uh, selling uh, conspiracy books out there. Uh, big in the hip hop community. And uh, this book came out in the 90s. He, um, he you know, he uh, he predicted his own death. He predicted 9-11. There's a lot of stuff in there. It's, if you haven't read that book, 
be ready. It's, it, it's, it's an uh, eye opener for, for most that haven't had that chance to read that book. Wow. Um, what, tell me what kind of people listen to your show? Well, we're most people who it's everyone from like from eight to 80 or 90. I mean, it's just, they're all out there listening to the show. Um, we have done some research and it seems to be that more of the females have been listening are big uh, fans of the show who listen that are in the upper, you know, that are the 25, 54 year old demographic. But anyone's uh, anyone's open to listen to the show, and we like to keep it that way, so that you know we're we're not talking about politics or in regards to topics that are kind of vulgar for the younger audience. You know that may be impressionable, but we try to keep it very open, so that anyone from a young age up to you know nineties or you know whatever the lifespan might be, that we're there for everyone. Okay, you made my ears perk up. You said you try to keep it uh, avoid the vulgar. For sure. Oh, oh yeah. We, there's no swearing in the show. There's no keep it really clean. And and a lot of the guests who come on the show, uh, like a Mark Jacobson or a uh, Michael Parker, these guys are well known who've been in the in the in the world of conspiracies and understand. And uh, one of my uh, a good friend of mine, his name is Kirby Wilbur, just retired from a, a radio station here in Seattle, came on to talk about uh, the JFK assassination, and he brought the uh, historical pieces. Uh, because of his history, historical, historical background as a history teacher, he was able to come on and really break down the events of that day. Okay, so um, was there a conspiracy? What did you com- conclude? I mean, what, what in regards to Kennedy? Yes. Uh, well, uh, according to Kirby Wilbur, and I mean, it, it was it was Lee Harvey Oswald who uh, killed him, and. What he said is that that shot is not hard to take. The shows are up. They're pod. They're they're all in the podcast. Uh, you can go to northwestphenomenon.com uh, to get the the podcast, or you can subscribe wherever you download your uh, wherever your favorite place: iTunes, uh, Spotify, iHeart. They're all available. Just search Northwest Phenomenon. But Kirby spells it out for you right in the podcast why he thinks Lee Harvey Oswald was the lone gunman. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's the official take on it, isn't it? It is. But as as we all and even myself, I, I had the question in regards to how is that even possible? Uh, because Lee Harvey Oswald was killed by Jack Ruby. You go back and you wonder, you're like, wait, now he's gone. And then all of a sudden Ruby's put away in jail and dies of cancer. Of course, you're going to start to wonder and start to come up with some, you know, conspiracies in regards to not having answers to what may have happened. And of course, there always is going to be that, that we definitely covered that in the show. I don't want to give all of that stuff away. If you haven't had a chance, (laughs) subscribe, please. I mean, we'd love to have you as a subscriber because at the end of the day, there's so much out there um, to be listened to. Anyhow, there's a lot of great material. I mean, we've talked to people who uh, have the psychic ability to talk to our pets who have passed on or that are still living with us right now. Um, Melissa Segal, she's a local, uh, lives here in Friday Harbor. And we had her on a couple of weeks ago and we talked about uh, pets and that have passed on and them giving messages and whatnot. So, I mean, there's vastly different topics for the show. Well, I know, and I don't mean to be frivolous here, but I have to confess that my past pets are still speaking to me every time I vacuum my rug. 
Um, no, well, of course, because they're barking, right? Yeah. <laughs> or, or meowing. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I was I was thinking of the messages that they they, they left for me on my carpet. Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm just trying to inject a little little levity here. Forgive me. Um, but um, tell me more. Okay, we you've talked about psychics. You've talked about um, being kind of the Art Bell show of the Pacific Northwest. I listened to Art Bell a few times, but not a lot. And um, why do you, how do you continue with that comparison? I mean, how, how are you like Art Bell, but how are you unique to the Pacific Northwest? Well, art is, um, when, when I talk about how art used to do the show, I wanted to kind of bring back the central piece of how art was in regards to not leaning to a political avenue, like keeping it politically neutral in regards to the, the paranormal show of being, you know, Northwest phenomenon. I, and, and not that, not that the other shows that are out there aren't great because they are, I mean, I still listen to them. I just felt that something was missing in regards to that and to keep it just centrally focused in regards to being neutral. And that's what art had the ability to do. And he listened to everyone and let everyone out there who's listening to the show make and form their own opinion about what was going on. That's what we try to do each week with the show. Do you have listener call-ins? We have taken listener call-ins. They can, if people want to send us a text and they want to be on the show for an upcoming show, they can do so. It's 425-243-2UFO. So, I mean, we have the ability to take calls if, or text messages as, as so needed. Um, Typically with like a Karis astrology, we'll, um, we'll solicit and say, Hey, if you want to be a part of the show and have a free reading from Karis astrology, we just need X, Y, and Z from you. Send us a text, text us at four, two, five, two, four, three, two UFO. And we'll get you dialed in. And when we uh, record the show, because it is pre-recorded prior to, prior to its airing on, uh, locally here Sunday at 7 PM. You started out mentioning Bigfoot. Talk to yes. me about Bigfoot. I mean, one of our first shows we had, um, I saw the movie Bigfoot Bigfoot Girl, which was on uh, Netflix. And this gentleman by the name of Tom Seawood was on. And that's how I got, I was like, man, there's these two that were doing a podcast. They did a TV show and they finally got this guy on by the name of Tom Seawood. I'm like, why wasn't he hosting the show? Just very charismatic. We had him on. He's locally out of Kent, Washington. He's come on the show a couple times, um, but as we looked at him, and, th- and we've done a couple shows in regards to the Bigfoot, and that's one of probably one of my favorite uh, conspiracies or phenomenons that I'm really kind of like the Loch Ness monster or different, like the Chupacabras for different cultures and things of that nature. Nature, um, that one's my favorite, just because it can be anything. Um, we've had others that have been on who I worked with who sent me links to. Um, uh, Marcia K. Moore, who goes out in the woods and she'll draw different indigenous creatures or she'll maybe you, we get to make the interpretation of what she's actually drawing. But to me, they look like Bigfoots. That's also in our podcast as well. There's tons of great stuff. My thing about the Bigfoot is um, I know that uh, recently, and I've been trying to tie this back. There's two things in, in my conspiracy that I like to put out there. A1, not the sauce. But um, 
what I like to say is the Bigfoots that live like that are indigenous to like the Mount Rainier National Park region, if there is them, if they do exist in that area, for all the people that have uh, gone missing when Tom and I talked about this, I was like, how are these people going missing and there's nothing to be found of them? Nothing, you know, clothes, articles. My thought was either the volcano is ingesting them and becoming, and they are just like, becoming a part of the volcano and like they fall into a crevasse and they're never to be seen again. And that's why the volcano hasn't erupted. So every time someone goes in there, it's <laughs> I thought you alive. had to be a virgin for that to work. Right. So then it's, you know, another, whatever that lifespan of that individual was goes into the volcano and, you know, it, it goes to sleep and dormant for that. Or is it that Bigfoot that have gone rogue, which this is where uh, Tom Seawood says, look, these, these Bigfoot who've gone rogue, go out, they'll find individuals out there and they just go, they go missing. They never come back. Well, how be specific in regards to taking them and, you know, doing away with them. I mean, that's, that's all in the plot. So Bigfoot kills them. Maybe we don't know what what, what he's doing with them, but they're not to be found. Okay. You say he, so Or, or we're talking in regards to what, what Tom and I talked about in regards to, possibly rogue Bigfoot taking humans from and, 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 you know, doing something else with them. So, okay. What, 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 I, I guess, what, I guess that makes me, you know, I mean, I'm, I, you know, my spidey sense is tingling going, okay, what, what else is being done to them? And by, well, that's all, what, all Bigfoots. I mean, is there more than one? No. And it's, it, only, only the, it's only and, the ones that again, go rogue. It's only the ones that are no longer in flocks. The ones that go rogue, uh, uh, my understanding from is, what I... Is there more than one? Okay, so there's more than one Bigfoot. Yes. There are clusters of them or, or uh, families Colonies. Or, they would be colonies, yes. Colonies, okay. And in that case, and, and you're, forgive me on this one, it's okay if you groan. If more, we have more than one Bigfoot, do we call them Big Feet? Well, that's a great question. I didn't ask that. And I should ask next time. It's a great <laughs> question. I will say that is very good. Um, but we had a couple guys that come up, had come on on a different show, and these guys talked about Bigfoot being transdimensional and being more of a Bigfoot phenomenon, and not more of a a creature as 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 we look at them and them having uh, it, it. That show in itself by far I, I like it took me two to three days to kind of recover from that just because of uh what we had talked about because in my world i'm like bigfoot's like right here he lives here in the northwest it's indigenous you know these guys blew me away and i'm like what in the world is this they're talking about it being transdimensional uh and toby johnson was uh the guy uh one of the, the guys that is out here who's done a ton of podcasts. We had Marcia K. Moore on that show. And this show itself by far um, was one that I thought as the round table had so much information that uh, Ron Moore was one of our uh, guests who actually has audio of spoken of Bigfoot uh, voices and dialect. Um, so so and they speak English or they speak their own language? They speak their own language. They have their own terms of their own dialect of whatever that might be. Hmm. Okay. And, and this was all. Did, and yeah. where did he get this, this audio? This audio came from the Sahara Mountains. 
Okay. Back in the seventies, they got this back in the seventies. So. Okay. All right. Um, and those are called the Sierra sounds uh, from uh, Ron Moorhead. If you, if you're looking for that, you can uh, Google those and it's out there. You can listen to it. It's definitely scary. I, when I heard it, I was like, oh, this, it's nothing it, to me. It sounded like if I was to picture anything, it sounded like a Tasmanian devil. Like if I was watching the cartoon, if that that's the best way I can describe it over the, over the air right now. Hmm. Okay. Um, interesting. And uh, when you are discussing Bigfoot, do you see it as an as, as a well-established identity, or uh, is the jury still out on what Bigfoot is like? And I, I think that most who um, are believers of Bigfoot believe those who are still skeptic are going to be skeptic. Uh, those who are in the woods, uh, and I'll put it th- this because I know this is to be true for me. How many times have you gone on a hike and you just been either like in your world and not taking, like maybe you're taking a picture or you're just, you haven't actually released yourself and just like opened your eyes, took a few seconds to kind of like, like disengage from your normal day-to-day ac- activities. Cause this is what, what was brought to my attention. How many times uh, like Marcia K. Moore came on the show and said, I was out there drawing in plain sight, seven joggers went by me in plain sight looked at me and didn't say a word or even like even noticed me and one came by and was like oh hey how you doing so how many things are out there in regards to like if bigfoot does exist how many times have we actually just walked by and not even like opened our eyes and actually looked around and like oh yeah there he is or there she is or there they are Mm -hmm. Okay, so why does Bigfoot maintain such secrecy for self-preservation or? Well, according to uh, Ron, uh, Ron Moorhead and uh, Toby Johnson, uh, Tobe Johnson, those guys believe that Bigfoot's uh, transdimensional and uh, that's why sometimes you see it and sometimes it just vanishes. So that podcast on itself will blow your mind. That the show's aired already, uh, but that 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 one's called the Bigfoot Phenomenon, and that one we'll talk about. You'll hear the audio. You hear uh, uh, Tobe Johnson and Ron uh, Moorhead talk about why they think Bigfoot is transdimensional and not just uh, indigenous to the to the to Earth. Okay, yeah. so is the thinking that Bigfoot developed on Earth like all other species, or that there's some sort of in, in, invasion that brought Bigfoot here. Uh, Bigfoot, if you, uh, I don't want to give too much away because I feel like if, if, if we give it away, I think that in that podcast, if you listen to that podcast, you're going to definitely get a better understanding of what Tobe Johnson and Ron Moorhead are really talking about in regards to being transdimensional. It's really because they have encounters with others who have come to them with the knowledge and have given intel in regards to what they've seen and what how the patterns have definitely shown that they believe that Bigfoot is more of a transdimensional third, not just as we are as physically here, but in in a different phenomenon, being being able to morph in and out and leave without being seen. So when you hear interview your guests and you hear these different theories, 
Um, what's your personal take on them? I mean, do you go, wow, okay, this makes sense. And, and yes, I buy that one. Or are you ever skeptical or how, what's I, your, re- your personal reaction when you interview people with some, some of these theories? Some of them I'm like blown away because again, at the end of the day, I, I, I mean, I'll, I have, my job's just to ask the questions. It's, it's really back. It goes back to the listeners. And sometimes, you know, we've had, you know, a caller come on or give an email and, Sometimes you're like, okay, that, that, that can't be so, but uh, for the most part, I try to just be keep an open mind on what's out there and yeah, it's possible. Anything's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause at the end of the day, I don't want to sway my personal opinion with what the listener may be getting out of that piece or out of the show that day. But yeah, sometimes I'll interject, but my job is to really just ask the questions mm-hmm. that, maybe you want to hear, or maybe that may intrigue you in regards to like, yeah, what is Bigfoot really doing? How is it being able to, you know, be trans-dimensional? What, what does that mean for like us here? Are these really aliens? You know, things of that nature. Those are the questions that I try to ask while we're doing these shows, because at the end of the day, isn't that what we all want to know? Like, how is that even possible? Yeah. On that note, Mario, we need to take a break. So um, let's let's take the break, do the messages that we need to do, and we're going to come back. And I'm going to ask you some questions about UFOs then. So you're listening to me and Mario Magana, and we are talking about his show that airs right here on Valley uh, 104.9 FM on 7 p.m. on Sundays. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Valley 104.9 FM, your Valley community radio station. Remember to join us at 1 p.m. on Sunday for Animal Radio. Animal Radio is America's most listened-to pet show. The nearly two-hour celebration of our pets is hosted by veterinary talent Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. So tune in, 1 p.m. Sunday, Animal Radio. Hi, everybody. This is Jay Fisk, host of Keeping Track of Giving Back in the Valley. We're the show that's on every week, and we talk about nonprofits that help all of us who live, work, and play here in the fabulous Snoqualmie Valley. You can catch us at 5.30 p.m. on Sunday, and then we do an encore presentation on Monday at 6.30 p.m. That's 5.30 Sunday evening and 6.30 on Monday for Keeping Track of Giving Back in the Valley right here on Valley 104.9 FM. Hi, I'm Melinda Hemmelgarn, a registered dietitian, investigative nutritionist, and host of Food Sleuth Radio, the show that helps us think beyond our plates, connect the dots between food, health, and agriculture, and find food truth. If you care about the food you eat, then join me on Sundays at 3 p.m. on Valley 104.9 FM for Food Sleuth Radio. Please join Interim City Manager Bob Jean and me, Mayor Kimless, for Carnation Currents. Sundays at 5 p.m., Thursdays 5.30 p.m., and Fridays 6 p.m. on Valley Radio 104.9 FM for the latest updates of Carnation. Join us for Northwest Phenomenon Sunday nights at 7 p.m. right here on Valley 104.9 as we cover topics from paranormal activity, conspiracy theories, and more. If you have a story you would like to share, email me, mario at northwestphenomenon.com. We'll see you Sunday nights at 7 p.m. right here on Valley 104.9. 
Northwest Phenomenon. Welcome to Valley Talk. Thanks for returning. We're interviewing, I'm Heather Stark, your host, and we are interviewing Mario Magana. And he's, he has a show, as you are aware, right after Valley Talk. So if you would just keep your dial right where it's at, as soon as Valley Talk is over, Mario's show will start. Mario, what gave you the idea for this show? It all really boils back to, like I was saying earlier, if you missed it, um, that's me doing radio right there for you. Um, (laughs) It all boiled back to uh, having an epiphany. Um, I've had two of them in my radio career, this being the second one. Um, I was doing a radio show uh, on weekends, uh, just regular DJ work, six hours on a Sunday, going against, you know, some of the big dogs, you know, doing their Sunday Sunday morning countdowns and all that fun jazz. So I did a show, COVID hit, uh, and it was, you know, obviously the cutbacks. It was time to not do that show anymore. And I was like, well, I still want to do a radio show. So I started doing uh, Off Air with Mario. And Off Air with Mario just kept evolving. And uh, I did an interview with um, with someone who has, um, who's locally here out of uh, the Northwest. He has, we were going to talk about the, the 25th anniversary of the Foo Fighters record. And that was recorded up there at um, Lang Studios. So I had the opportunity to talk with um, Robert Lang and we're talking about it. And guess what comes up? We start talking about the phenomenons in his studios, the ghosts and that nature. And every time I had interviews, somehow it always drew back to that. And then one day I was listening to a really good show that I really enjoy. And that's when it struck me. And I was like, that's what I need to be doing. So we, uh, I say we, myself, I tweaked it and renamed the show to be Northwest Phenomenon. And, um, and here we are. Um, and being the first couple shows we've interviewed, we've talked about Mount, Mount Rainier and the Osceola mud flow that happened, you know, 5,600 years ago. And, uh, you know, that being said, that was like one of the best interviews I've done about just getting really down to the knowledge about Mount Rainier and how that that eruption or mud flow, the Osceola mud flow really changed the whole region from Ording all the way down through uh, Puyallup to Tacoma. And what does that have to do with Northwest phenomenon? Um, what, what's going on there? That It just was a, a topic that I was interested in. I thought, you know, at the beginning stages of the show, I thought it'd be fun to talk about. I think it was right around the uh, eruption of Mount St. Helens. And what we try to do with Northwest phenomenon and try to keep it as vague as possible. Yes, it is called Northwest Phenomenon, but we own U.S. Phenomenon. So if we continue to grow, then yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll change the name. But we wanted to focus on you know, things that were going on and maybe it's a historical stamp to the Northwest. Maybe it's the Mount St. Helens eruption, which we talked about, um, uh, you know, about some stuff that happened during the eruption that I wanted to kind of tie into the Bigfoot and them actually finding some creatures and things of that nature and you know try to hit staples that are maybe local to the northwest but also some of the u.s staples like the jfk assassination you know the um db cooper uh airplane jump out you know the hijack of the db cooper and and working on that interview still the murray island incident that's coming up too we're working on on that as well for a show i'm I'm not familiar with that what is that the murray the murray island incident is um Actually, when uh, UFOs, like everyone's familiar with Roswell, right? Everyone knows about the that right, mm-hmm. right the crash in, in at Roswell. But there was actually a crash, a UFO crash that happened right off of Maury Island. 
over there near Vashon. So, which was covered up and I, you know, I just watched a documentary, not a documentary, but a short clip or a short film about it. And uh, we're going to have, um, I know Como TV did a, a piece about it a couple of years ago. So we're going to have Mark, Mark Makovich come on the show and talk about it. And uh, we're going to kind of cover uh, what happened to say, hey, look, we're actually the first to have a UFO crash in the Northwest. Not Roswell. Roswell's the sexy one. <laughs> this is where it really happened. This is this happened in back, back in 47. And that this was the original place where the first crash was here. So Roswell gets to be uh, the TV show, but but not Maury Island. No, it's not. It's, you know, no, that's that we got. What was that? I mean, we get all the other TV shows like Frasier and everything else, but not 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 Maury Island. Not the. Yeah, yeah, we we get a few. We used to get a few. I don't think we've gotten a whole lot lately, but so maybe Maury Island is the next big one. Maybe you can go pitch that. That'd be good. See if you can bring the industry back to Washington single handedly. When I um, when we broke before, uh, um, uh, I said that I wanted to talk more about UFOs, and you've tied in the UFOs with Bigfoot. But um, what 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 exactly is a UFO? You know, I mean, you always hear the thing about, well, that's just a weather balloon. That's not really any any UFO. Um, so, what makes a UFO? You know, that's a great question. I which I tell all the listeners am not an expert at anything, but maybe asking questions. And that's what I think makes me great in regards to what I think a UFO might be. It's a phenomenon. It's a unidentified phenomenon. That's an aircraft that's out there. That is, I mean, we're, we're seeing more of these out there now in regards to being videotaped or um, being recorded on some type of media device uh, you have re- recently the uh, American Airlines uh, pilot saying, hey, uh, there's something out here. It's unidentified. But obviously, you hear nothing from the FAA. We briefly talked about that uh, in a previous show. But again, you're seeing more of these incidents becoming more um, pronounced. Um, Harry Reid talked about this, and there is more of this coming out where Congress is spending time to talk about it, but still pushing it to the side. And, and the United States government has come out and said, yeah, there are phenomenons out there, UFO phenomenon, but they're not calling it UFOs anymore. They're calling it like UFAs or something like that. The UPFs or what, what they, does UFA stand for? They're, they're calling them, they're calling them phenomenons. Now they're not calling them uh, UFO. I mean, they still, we still call them UFOs, but they're still the, the other name is, um, why can't I think of it off the top of my head? I'm like blanking right now. Unident- well, obviously we know what an unidentified flying object, but they're also chained to UAPs, so unidentified phenomenon, aerial phenomenons. Okay. And is this area a hotbed for um, reports of aerial phenomenons or UFOs? There, there, there are some. Obviously we know about, uh, well, we'll talk more about the, the, the Murray Island incident uh, later in a, a pre, you know, coming up on the show, but uh, the stuff that's been recorded over by Mount Rainier, uh, there's been some there. Uh, there's, there are some sightings, but not, I still can't get some of the big UFO uh, experts like a Peter Davenport to come on the show. Um, and I don't know if it's more allegiance to uh, the bigger shows, uh, which seems to be the norm, but um, from what we've have, uh, talk to there are some in the area but not as 
big. I mean, you'll see people report them around here because you can look at the UFO uh, center for um, the UFO center, which is out of um, Spokane and Peter Davenport runs that. And you can see what's going on in the area of the region and all across the country as well. Is the Pacific Northwest known for anything else? I mean, obviously Bigfoot, um, but uh, you know, oh, yes. do, do we have any big yeah, conspiracy theories that we're known well, about? How about this? Uh, did you know that, um, you, how about hauntings and grave sites? Uh, did you know that Denny Park used to be a grave, uh, uh, a grave site? Actually, I did, yes. But yeah. I didn't know that it was. Yeah, so a lot of, um, we had uh, a private investigator who does tours uh, now, obviously with COVID be happening, that's not happening. But during the month of October, we called it Spooktober. I don't think, uh, I don't think you guys were on the station. Oh, you guys weren't on. So I think you guys came on after, but we did a whole month of Spooktober. And we talked about different places that were haunted or different uh, like Kale's Irish Bar. We talked about that and how that whole building and El Bistro and just talked about some of the historical places in the Pike Place market that are uh, haunted. And they have people that are still resident uh, spirits that live in those or that reside in those areas. Quite interesting, quite creepy to me because I've, I've eaten at those establishments. I've hung out and I've, you know, I have drank beer or listened to Irish music there, or, you know, you can, we can all relate to that. Um, as we've, you know, grown up, if you're from the Northwest, you're like, oh yeah, well, pre COVID, these were, you know, places that you would go either to, you know, go out to Seattle and have a nice dinner, or maybe you're going to go hang out with some friends and go listen to some Irish music. But it's just interesting because, that whole building uh, is has different levels and the first floor, which we know as main street on first Avenue is actually the second level of the establishment. And that is where most of the uh, spirits and energy are living inside of Kales. Okay. You said spirits and energy. These are two separate things. Well, I mean, yes, because, well, I mean, they, they call them uh, spirit. Maybe they're spirits. Maybe it's energy. I don't know. I mean, that's still subject to interpretation, I guess. So whatever happens in that space, there's an energy in there. Do we have anything around here that's the equivalent of the Loch Ness monster? I mean, I, I mean, I would say Bigfoot, but I, uh, other than that, I don't, I have not heard of anything or researched or found anything else that would be that I know of. If someone has something, you know, email me, Mario at Northwest Phenomenon. We'd love to have you on. We'll, if you want to be a guest, by all means, we'll, or if you have a story that you'd like to share, send it to us. We, at this point, it would be Bigfoot. Okay. All I mean, right. For, for nothing, like, nothing maritime. No, 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 not like if you're going to think in the, the Kraken. I mean, oh, what about the, everyone talks about the, the huge octopus that lives underneath the, um, the narrows, the, you know, the, the point, you know, the narrows there, the, at the, the narrows, narrows bridge, bridge. About, yeah, the narrows bridge, they talk about there's like this huge octopus that lives there, but. Well, I don't nothing, doubt it. I mean, octopus, yeah. octopi can get very huge, can't they? I mean, does that. that, that, that is, yeah, that is, that is true, but I've never seen it, nor have, has, has there been any, I haven't seen or have found anything of record that would say, oh yeah, there's, there's a huge. Mm -hmm. One that lives underneath the, you know. How do you vet your guests? Typically, most of our guests who have come on are people who have been, you know, either journalists or who are working in the uh, paranormal business. Um, 
who are um, who have come on. Who, that, that's how we're, we're looking for them. We're, typically, we've had a couple of people that have come on that are l- just normal Joes uh, who will come on the show and talk. But most of the time, we try to find people that have something to bring to the show in regards to information. Oh, you know, like um, we had a group out of uh, Snoqualmie talk about there's a porthole. Now, do I believe this to be true? That's up to subject to interpretation. But we, we talked about all the indigenous that lived in that area. And the, he was able to bring to the table that there is a portal that lives underneath uh, the underneath the, the falls there at uh, Snoqualmie. A portal to what? Great question. I have no idea. To another dimension. That's all I know. Okay. But, I mean, that's where you get to make, you're like, okay, yeah, right. Or yeah, it's, I mean, I like to always go back and say, there there was a time when someone would call into the, uh, to Art Bell show and say, hey, Art, I'm the devil, you know, and Art's like, okay, yeah, go on, (laughs) Uh, you know, and, and that you're going to have some of that in a show. And sometimes you're going to have a guest that may not be great, but most of the time, most of our guests are of a caliber nature who are either in the business that are doing the phenomenon stuff or who are doing conspiracies, who are experts at what uh, we're, you know, covering that week. Maybe it's um, DB Cooper who may have information, or maybe it's, we're going to talk about uh, March 4th, the the rise of uh, Trump return to power, uh, you know, from the QAnon conspiracies that are out there, or I like to call that the parapolitics uh, those things do get covered, but we always try to find someone who's going to have some type of background or knowledge in regards to that. You have used that term a couple of times, parapolitics, and I've never heard that before. Can you define that a little bit more? Paranoid politics. Paranoid politics. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. So, you know, it's, oh, my God, the world's coming to an end. Ladies and gentlemen, the world is not coming to an end. Uh, it, it's just things have changed. You know, it's just a switch of power. You know, there's ebbs and flows. I mean, things are going to change in regards to politics. Yes, not all of us are going to agree, but you know what? I mean, if we really go back as a country and just take a deep breath and just remember that day on 9-11 and 9-12, we were all Americans that day. I mean, we all, didn't matter if you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever your affiliation was, you just remember we were all together on those days. Mm -hmm. So I always think that and maybe you see this in the, in the, the paranormal business, as you referred to it. Um, what I see is uh, people have a tendency, first of all, to see the world through, uh, I call them their own colored glasses, whatever colored glasses, whatever your experience is, that's how you see the world. And you assume that everybody else has had the same experiences that will lead to the same type of glasses to see everything in. And that's not true. People have very different lives, different experiences that lead them to see things differently and understand and interpret things differently. But I think we we have a culture where people assume that everybody, of course, will see everything and interpret everything exactly the same way they do. Um, and then I also see, you know, this huge intolerance where if you don't interpret or agree in things or, or see things uh, the same way I do, well, you're just either very ignorant or wrong or uh, mean. That um, phenomenon, do you see that kind of a thing uh, in, in the whole paranormal? Business? I mean, you see, I mean, we see it, we see it on a day to day and in regular news and yeah. uh, all the media outlets. But I, 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 again, 
uh, it's out there. It's in the paranormal world for sure. I mean, there's people out there doing shows that may lean one way or the other. And we just try to lean politically one way or the other. Sure. Sure. If you listen to these shows, you're going to hear it. If you have a trained eye and you listen to, you know, you're going to tell, Oh yeah, this show leans a certain way. Mm -hmm. We try not to do that in regards to, we're going to talk about those, you know, views, but we're not going to like, we're not going to say we're going to believe one way or the other. And, you know, the whole QAnon Trump coming back to power, which was on last show. I I mean, it's a far reach, you know, it's, you know, it's, we talked about as, 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 uh, is, is that, are they really more of a cult? Are these people drinking the Kool-Aid? We're really trying to understand, like, how is it even possible that Trump would even return to power? So, you know, that's, and that was something that we break, we broke down last week. The podcast is not out. It'll be out tomorrow in regards to that show, but, um, talked about it and, and I, and I, I was like, I really just don't like to talk about that stuff, but it intrigued me so much that it had made it's, it's mainstream media. I mean, it's news. I mean, obviously since uh, what we've you know encountered at the Capitol, I thought, well, this might be interesting to talk about and see what happens on March 4th. We did do um, something, uh, a tribute to uh, Art Bell called a prediction show, which is done still on some of the other shows, but ours was pretty on point. We were able to, predict um as Karis astrology said she said look expect the unexpected it's coming the first beginning part of the year expect the unexpected after inauguration expect the unexpected it's on tape we have it we're one of the uh, and Karis says she's like your show is the only one out here getting you you're predicting stuff we're getting stuff out there to the listeners who who are listening to be able to be like oh yeah that's something that you know we were the catch. Um, so we're doing it first in regards to trying to get predictions out there. So, and when we're doing that show, it's like, you know, we went through a list of questions and it, and, and people, they laughed. They thought it was a, you know, my guest on the round table laughed. They're like, no way. And, you know, Karis astrology said, expect the unexpected. It's going to, something's going to happen. It's not over yet. So, and then we, you know, then we had that day and which I think will live down. Uh, we'll go down in history as one of the, probably the worst days in, you know, modern day history. I mean, yes, 9-11 was pretty bad. You know, I just, I, what I like to do is just remember, regardless of your political lean, we're all Americans at the end of the day. Well, I think, you know, basically we all want the same thing. We want uh, a good life. We want safety and security for our families. We, we all basically want the same thing. We just argue about how to get that and how to achieve it. Right. And then hopefully Bigfoot doesn't get us in the meantime. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mario, I'm looking at the clock and we're coming up on another break right here. But I want to just, uh, as we say in the radio, forward sell a little bit. And you have mentioned a couple of things. I've been taking notes diligently. And I want to ask you about a couple of other things you've talked about. I also, in, in our wind up segment, want to ask you um, more about you personally. And what brought you on your journey here? You, you talked a little bit about being a DJ and then COVID and all that. But I want to go back a little bit uh, further and a little bit deeper. So I'm going to uh, question you about that when we come back from this break. You're listening to Valley Talk right here on Valley 104.9 FM. Hi. 
I'm Seth Shostak, and I'm an actual scientist, although I don't wear a white lab coat. Maybe a straight jacket. I'm Molly Bentley. I'm a science journalist, and we are your hosts on Big Picture Science, bringing you the latest from the labs every week. So join us Thursdays at 6 p.m. for the coolest in science and technology, Big Picture Science. That's Thursdays at 6 p.m. right here on Valley 104.9 FM. Three Women, Three Ways, the weekly talk show right here on Valley 104.9 FM. Tune in Sundays at 11 a.m. and join me, Heather Stark, for the conversations, the research, the authors, and the experts as we talk about the issues that shape our experiences. Three Women, Three Ways, for the information you need to hear and want to listen to. Three Women, Three Ways, Sundays at 11 a.m. right here on Valley 104.9. Remember to take the journey on Sunday nights at 10 p.m. to midnight with Musical Star Streams, hosted by Forrest. Each week brings a new two-hour episode of Exotic Electronica. It follows Radio Masterpieces, which airs at 9 p.m. on Valley 104.9, your community station. And thanks for listening to Valley 104.9. Radio Survivors, our weekly show where we feature stories and interviews on community radio, radio history, podcasting, low-power FM, college radio, and more. Radio Survive on Valley 104.9 FM, 6 to 7 p.m. on Wednesday nights. Join us for Northwest Phenomenon Sunday nights at 7 p.m. right here on Valley 104.9 as we cover topics from paranormal activity, conspiracy theories, and more. If you have a story you would like to share, email me, mario at northwestphenomenon.com. We'll see you Sunday nights at 7 p.m. right here on Valley 104.9. Northwest Phenomenon. Welcome back to Valley Talk. I'm your host, Heather Stark. And with me is Mario. You know, Mario, I'm just going to say Mario. You say your name so that I don't butcher it for you and embarrass myself one more time. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time. It's not that hard to say. Uh, You know, it's it it, it happens. Uh, Mario Magana. Mario Magana. There you go. Unless I'm coached every five minutes, I keep forgetting it. So my apologies. And uh, if it's any comfort in consolation, you're not the first guest whose name I've butchered. So, you know, (laughs) it happens. I mean, it, it happens. But yeah, please just call me Mario. It's easier that way. All right. Uh, Mario hosts a show called Northwest Phenomenon right here on Valley Talk uh, or on Valley 104.9 FM on Sundays at 7 p.m. Now, Mario, I, I've already confessed that I, I've not been a huge uh, faithful listener of your show. It is in an area that I generally do not find a lot of interest in, but I know that there's huge interest out there. Um, I know this because we get feedback on your show and, and because you're such a success. I mean, I know that it's out there, but explain to me if there is a type of person, am I just some sort of skeptic and uh, I'm, I'm putting up uh, blinkers so that I don't, um, you know, so, so that I, I'm, I'm not accepting things or what, explain the, the, the difference here. I think that uh, for every individual, it may be different. I think that, um, I think at the end of the day, I think we all want to be like you said earlier, we want to be successful. We want to be secure. And sometimes maybe we just drive in our own lane without having any 
we're just, you know, you're driving down the street and you don't want to know what, what else is going on. You don't want any distractions and you're just focusing on driving and getting to your destination. Some others out there who are interested in taking a couple of pit stops and maybe they're on a, a grand tour, they're going to be interested in a, a UFO phenomenon. You know, maybe they maybe they had an encounter. Um, maybe they uh, maybe they are from the local indigenous um, community and they have stories to share. The, the vast knowledge from the Pacific Northwest is so huge that sometimes I think that we just live in a fast paced society. And at the end of the day, we just get from point A to point B and don't actually take a breath and look at what's out there. Because I, as I always say, be sure to look up at the stars because you never know what you might see. Yes, but you haven't been talking about the stars except for briefly when we talked about astrology. You've been talking about Bigfoot and, uh, you know, so maybe uh, we need to not look at the stars uh, exclusively. We may also need to look uh, on the ground around us. Is that what you're saying? For sure. I mean, at the end of the day, when we're like, if let's say you go for a run or you're outside enjoying uh, the Pacific Northwest and being the carnation, that whole area is just rich forest and you're out there walking. I mean, we even had a story of um, the, uh, the carnation cemetery where there was, and, I, and it, it's, it's, it might still be in the podcast um, where uh, this couple came in uh, view and I, and uh, forgive me because that was so long ago, but this couple heard a dog barking, but it was really the ghost of the dog that was looking for this little girl. So there was, there's that story that's out there there the, the you know, the Ted Bundy stories of the world. I mean, we did cover Ted and uh, on our grand finale for the spooktober. I mean, there's all kinds of different things and um, the areas are just vast and full of different cultures and just full of rich history from the Northwest. And, you know, go out, go out to Mount Rainier in the springtime and go look at the forest that hasn't been touched. And that stuff has been there for hundreds of years. And as the, I mean, that forest is completely untouched. It's just impressive. Mm -hmm. You know what you're going to find in there. How does the Pacific Northwest compare to other regions of the country as far as this richness that you've described? Well, you know, every area has their own phenomenons. I mean, there's Mothman that. Uh, Mothman, isn't that a, a comic book? Uh, yes, it's a comic book. There also is um, been sightings of a moth um, phenomenon, as they would say, near the Chicago O'Hare Airport. Um, we had uh, a gentleman by the name of Lon Stickler who came on at the very baby stages of Northwest Phenomenon to talk about that and uh, Bigfoot uh, phenomenon here in the Northwest. I don't he's probably one that I'm like, eh, I don't know if I really buy the Mothman stories, but they're out there. I mean, they have a full investigation team out there uh, doing their work to, um, you know, get the uh, eyewitness encounters. They have a full team that goes out to these different uh, locations of where people have uh, reported the sightings to get the uh, intel and to share that back to um, with Ron and Lon and the rest of the crew there. I, because we, we, I don't live in that area, I just really have to go off of what the experts say in regards to what information intel they have. And sometimes you're like, okay, yeah, cool, but that's not Bigfoot. That's not as sexy to us, you know, because we're here <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest. That's what's interesting. You got Harry the Hendersons from back in the day, you know. And somehow you say um, um, Bigfoot and sexy in the same sentence, and I'm uh, no, you lost me there. Well, for <laughs> sure. I mean, it's it, but it's 
it's it's intriguing, you know. I mean, if you go out to different location and 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 do this next time, whenever you go for a drive, and let's say you go to a local little establishment uh, for maybe coffee or ice cream, and you're away from the city, watch how many Bigfoot stickers you start to see pop up. You go to Mount St. Helens, you're gonna see you start to see these. You go to different coffee shops. I try to hit local establishments, talk to the locals just to see what's going on. You start to see the phenomenon start showing up in pop culture, like bumper stickers, things of that nature, which you normally typically don't see in the, you know, in the, the big cities, you know, you're not running out to Puyallup or, you know, North Bend and running into the stickers. Maybe you'll see it up in Snoqualmie Pass, but not so much as you get closer to the, like a Bellevue or, you know, Redmond area. Mario, I do, since COVID started, especially, I've been doing a lot of walking around my rural neighborhood and mm-hmm. I pass one house um, that has a, uh, sheet metal cut out of Bigfoot sticking up from the uh, blackberry bushes. And so I always, uh, you know, when I pass that, I know how many miles I've gone. And, and I always think, oh, yeah, there's Bigfoot. I can wave the Bigfoot today. <laughs> you know? Maybe this time you'll uh, may- maybe take a picture and I post it so everyone at Valley can see it. Yeah, I did actually take a picture. So, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of fun because it's, it's obviously sheet metal is painted black but it's got holes cut out for the eyes and, you know, right. that kind of thing. So it definitely looks like the sheet metal Bigfoot is watching you as you walk by. So it's kind of fun. Now, let me ask you, do you notice if the eyes are illuminated or if there's like, no, little... they're not illuminated. Okay. <laughs> it's definitely a hunk of sheet metal there, Mario. All right. um, I wanted to, I promised our listeners that I would ask you more and, and we delve a little deeper into your background, your personal oh. background that led you uh, here. Tell us about your journey. You talked about the most recent journey that made you start this show, but what about long ago? What about growing up? I mean, were you always fascinated by these kinds of, uh, as you call it, paranormal paranormal business? So I got into listening to uh, the paranormal radio show, uh, Coast to Coast, back 97 when I worked at Boeing, and we'll just kind of and it was just interesting. I was like, wow, what is this? And just, I just, you know, was driving home at night, listening to the show and just always been a big fan of the show. Listen to art. Uh, and I, I, I would tune out, you know, Y2K happened. I was a, a caller once on art show um, asking him, Hey, should I go to Mexico? He's like, no, don't go stay here. You know, we didn't know what's going to happen then. Uh, and then as I continued to grow, I got into the radio business, got laid off from working at Boeing, got into radio that's when I had my first epiphany to get into the business. And that was 21 years ago. And um, I wanted to be a DJ at that point. I thought it was going to be this big, you know, morning show DJ and whatever, however that played out. Um, went through uh, the Green River ranks. Uh, I like to call the Green River Community College, uh, like the farm team back in those days. Um, was trained on old school equipment, like carts and CDs and things of that nature. And so I call myself, you know, the, the, the last of that breed where we didn't have automation, then automation came into the business. And uh, I moved into engineering for the full-time gig. And um, I didn't want to be a gypsy DJ and travel the world in regards to go from city to city. Like some may not even recall this reference, but WKRP in Cincinnati, the radio station out there. And I didn't want to be like that. I didn't want to have to travel from, you know, town to town, up and down the dial. So um that's when I took the full-time job in engineering. And here I am 21 years later. Uh, I've, I dabbled working for, you know, different radio companies, uh, big ones here locally, uh, the iHeart, Ackerley's, you know, Clear Channel, 
and, you know, doing some part-time work for them. And then uh, being able to have the opportunity to work for uh, star one, 1.5, uh, you know, Ken Phillips like, Hey, we finally have an opening 21 years. You'll be our first. Uh, and then I used to do uh, traffic for star 101.5 back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I said a very bad word on, oh. on there. Oh no. Um, yeah. I was, I was recording a traffic report and so I opened my switch and I did my countdown and um, then I started and I stumbled and I went bad Uh-oh. word, damn. Um, and I'm going to start over. Is that okay? And then I started the report and it turns out the board op didn't edit it. And so it went over the air that way. Oh man, that's yeah. rough. Yeah, I, that's right. It's one of those fun radio stories that you, oh, for sure. you know, I mean, I love like recently with the, uh, with everything that was going on in the court, you know, the, the state. Everyone was, you know, all the TV radio stations were playing all the, you know, the stuff that happened at the Capitol. And obviously radio was like, oh, my gosh, the delay wasn't on. You know, I was like, hey, well, <laughs> you know, yeah. but uh, to get back to, you know, my, me as as an entity, I just, it, it, I, you know, Kent Phillips gave me the opportunity. He's like, you can do s- Sunday six hours. And I was like, yeah. So I kind of made it my own, you know, just but you're just a normal DJ. So it doesn't like I'm on for like. 25 seconds, you know, 45 a minute and some change. And then when it came to like, you know, COVID hit and was like, Hey, we're gonna have to put you on the bench. Uh, no one's filled my time slot. So hopefully maybe I get to go back. Um, and here we are with Northwest phenomena. And again, I had that epiphany and was like, I needed to do a show that's focused, not politically leaning a certain direction. Uh, and Kara's uh, astrology came on as Mario off air with, uh, Mario. And then as I, you know, said, Hey, would you like to be on every week? She said, yeah. And she's like, you, you, you have that, you have that Paul Harvey art bell feel to you. And she's like, the show's great. And she's been, she's been a huge supporter since day one, which, uh, and, and we have great supporters. I mean, this station, uh, came to us. Uh, we didn't, we didn't go to you guys. You guys came to us in regards to taking the show and, you know, we're, I'm very much appreciative of, of, of the staff and the listeners who listen to the show because without them, the show doesn't exist. Well, that's true for all of our shows. And Mario, it's been a delight speaking with you. I'm looking at the clock and I'm going, wow, it's almost time to wrap it up. Um, I've learned a lot about uh, psychic uh, paranormal uh, parapolitics, a whole new word for me, and UFOs and Bigfoot. And I I appreciate the education here. Um, UAPs, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, So do you think, just briefly, in the next 30 seconds, do you think that this show is going to be one that will hang around for a long, long time? Or are you thinking that this will segue into other things? I think the show will always be around. If uh, Last week, we had our first guest host, uh, Sophia Magana, hosted the show for me. She did the intro and um, and then that sounds like somebody, you know, personally. Well, Sophia's my daughter um, (laughs) and she gets she gets mentioned in the show. She's second in line to the uh, in regards to the last uh, the, the reading credits. It's, you know. Jeff Jen, Sophia Magana, and myself, Mari Magana, you know, as, as I wrap the show, she helps out uh, just trying to, you know, keep it in the family for her just to kind of give her the idea of uh, just using her skills, even at a very young age, she's 12, going to be 13, but we have her out there, you know, writing and checking scripts or helping me with, you know, stories and things of that nature. So. Great. 
Great. Mario Magana, thank you so much for being on my show, Valley Talk. And uh, I look forward to uh, keeping the dial right here. And as soon as the show is over at 7 p.m. on Sundays, your show, Northwest Phenomenon, will start. And for those who would like to learn more about the paranormal business and the uh, UFOs and the Bigfoots and all of the other uh, uh, topics and conspiracies that you talk about on your show, right here on Valley 104. 4.9 FM. Thank you for listening.